Welcome to a Locked on Titans postcast. The Tennessee Titans just got drubbed by the Jacksonville Jaguars 36-22. to It was a collision of turnovers, injuries, and just embarrassing effort out there for the Titans who have now let the Jacksonville Jaguars back into the AFC South division race. Let's talk about all of the craziness that was that loss to Jacksonville on a Locked On Titans postcast. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I mean, I mean, damn, right? Damn. Damn. Oh, no, man. That was ugly. Thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day, Monday through Friday, free Tennessee Titans content on all platforms all year long. Make sure you stay subscribed, get subscribed, whatever it is. I'm going to be here with you guys throughout the entire year talking Titans for free here on YouTube and all platforms. But, I mean, let's just talk about what the reality was out there. I know that people are very, very upset, very mad, and as we should be. And all credit to Jacksonville up front. Every time I explain why the Titans lose a game, the other team's fans say I'm making excuses for them. We know what just happened out there. Jacksonville played a great game, no doubt about it. And they deserve all the credit. They're back in the AFC South race. but. The reality is here, the Titans won on offense, shot themselves in the foot, and gave the game away to the Jags with four turnovers. Absurd. Really, the three turnovers early is what really cooked them, but the fourth one was just another kick while you're down because we're Titans fans and we know how that goes. Uh, So you have the turnovers on offense, the Titans absolutely shooting themselves in the foot. Jacksonville, Derrick Henry had 100 yards in the first quarter, 98, 96. 100 yards in the first quarter. Jacksonville was ready to lay down. And the Titans gave the ball away to them over and over again in the first half. And it it raised their spirits. And their best players said, hey, if you're going to give us a chance like this, we're taking advantage. And you got to give credit to Jacksonville for doing that. On the other side of the ball, I mean, no Landry, no Autry. No David Long, no Zach Cunningham. Four of your starting six in your nickel defense in the middle, which the Titans play nickel all the time. That's what they want to do. Four of your starting six gone. Elijah Molden, Christian Fulton, two of your starting corners gone. Caleb Farley with a missed draft pick, not able to help you. Also hurt. I'm not going to include him in the hurt people because he wouldn't be playing anyways. But the draft pick loss hurt. So you have the turnovers. You have the Titans defense unable to compete with the injuries. That's just the reality. The Titans offense was going to have to score in this game. They looked like they were going to be able to move the ball up and down and they gave the ball away. So with the Titans giving the ball away on offense, the defense with the injuries unable to keep pace, I mean, you get what you get here. You get what you get. 
I don't know what it, I don't know. I don't know. It, the only thing that can make this better is to not turn over the and let's talk about the turnovers. Can I say this? The turnovers you got to put on the players. But but you're continuing to start Dennis Daly at left tackle, who is the worst starting left tackle in the NFL in the past decade. Shout out to No Flags Film for a good graphic on that. The worst starting left tackle in the NFL in the last decade. So when he gets help with a chip and still whiffs on a block and Tannehill gets backside destroyed and fumbles, is is that on Dennis Daly anymore? Well, yes, but it's really on the coaching staff for continuing to put that guy out there. And then the interception, the first one to NWI, the quick one, that's a miscommunication on offense where Nick Westbrook-Akina was blocking and Tannehill was throwing it to him. How many times this year do we have to see a wide receiver blocking when he's being thrown the ball to not admit that maybe the coaching staff isn't coaching these guys up? How does this keep happening where Tannehill is throwing to a guy who's blocking? How is there that much confusion that the wide receivers are blocking on pass plays? when they're supposed to be catching the ball. You know, so while this is absolutely on the players, it's absolutely on the players, the turnovers, the defense, and also I want to say the Titans are playing cover four and man coverage all day on defense, putting their cornerbacks in one-on-one situations on the outside. They even, the last touchdown to Evan Ingram, one-on-one man coverage, Andrew Adams, one-on-one against Evan Ingram. Yeah, it's a touchdown. Why are we continuing to do this? And they're throwing, how many times do the Jaguars throw and make completions to the sideline on the left-hand side, on the left-hand side of your screen? Over and over and over and over again. Quick seven, quick 10, quick 12 to the left side. Because you have a cornerback who's either cover three, cover four, or in man. So he's isolated on the sideline. And you know that the comeback route is going to be there every time. I got to go back and watch the tape, but how many times did the Titans cornerbacks play cover two and sit in the flat on those routes? They didn't do it. So, while yes, the game is on the players, I just pointed out a few examples of where the coaching staff also put them in terrible positions. And then, let's just talk, I mean, that drive in the second half where the Titans literally ran the ball and threw screens when they're down by, what, three touchdowns? And they're running draws and screens on second long and third and long. I mean, at least try. So, look, guys, we know the problems with the roster. That's why the general manager got fired, because of the problems with the roster. But this out here today wasn't just the roster. The coaches didn't have the guys ready to go. The players weren't ready to go themselves, and they take accountability in that as well. So, I mean, this is just an organizational failure. The first three-game losing streak since 2018 for the Titans. No one is without blame here. And credit to Jacksonville for putting the Titans in this position. But before we get into the one positive thing I want to talk about, and it's tight end Chigakonkwo. We got Chiggy with it out there on Sunday, even though it was a disaster. Before we talk about Chig, do want to let you know that this postcast is brought to you by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. You can browse a huge selection of vehicles in the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. 
get a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip, get a classic or luxury car for a special event. Hey, test drive that new electric vehicle that you've had your eye on and see how it fits your everyday life. Every trip is backed by liability insurance, terms and conditions and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Also want to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. You're going to be able to find a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion available right now on the Locked On NFL podcast feed. Think Like a Champion is a new podcast from Russell Wilson and Audible. Uh, Hosts will swap stories and share their proven mental techniques that have gotten the world's most elite performers across the finish line and beyond. Head to Locked On Presents or the Locked On NFL podcast feed for a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion or catch the full series available anywhere you get your podcasts, available everywhere. Now, Audible, get in the game. Titans fans, we got at least, at least one good thing from this game, and it was the emergence of Chig Aconquo. Six targets, six catches, 45 yards, a touchdown, and a two-point conversion. Chig Aconquo was excellent in this game. Not only did Chig Aconquo play well, but, but... He blocked pretty well, and that's very important for him to take the next step within this offense is to be a consistent blocker who the Titans can count on to be there every single down. I think Chickaconquo took a nice step towards that. Now, Chickaconquo is an obvious Titan up. We're going to do Titan up and Titan down on tonight's full recap. Wanted to go over my initial thoughts here on what's going on, but I'm going to dive deeper into what this loss means for the Titans. We got to talk about where the Titans go from here, what this means for the season. I'm going to do that to start tonight's full 30-minute recap. We're also going to do tighten up, tighten down to go over the good and bad individual performances. And I know it was a terrible game, but there was a lot of good performances along with the bad performances as well. So make sure that you guys don't miss that. On Tuesday or Monday night for the YouTube crowd, I'm going to be diving into... Where the Titans go from here, what I think the long-term plan should be Wednesday will be rewatch Wednesday, Thursday, crossover Thursday with the host of Locked On Chargers. Friday will be a game plan Friday, and next Sunday I'll be back with you guys to give you a live, instant podcast and then a full-minute, full 30-minute recap later on in Sunday night as well. So make sure that you guys tune in later on tonight for the full recap. That's going to do it for this postcast. Everybody, find your happiness. <laughs>